51, 52, 53, 54, 55. Yeah, I hit sync. Okay. Welcome into Game Static, episode 85. I'm Alex Lattis, Mark 3. I hope you have an incredible day today. We've got a lot to talk about here today. Um, you know, fiscal report week, lots of good information there. Big delay. Got to talk about delays. Not happy about it. It is what it is. I have both boys here with me as always, Zach and John. Boys, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Remember when the script was us saying, hey, let's do shout outs to a year's uh, anniversary of a podcast? Yep. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, coming into this week, I'm just like, hey, boys, you know, we got a nice clean episode 85. You know, we got two years of the show. Do we want to do something special? Everything happened this week. And I'm like, never mind. We're not doing anything <laughs> special. We're going to do the shit business as usual. John, how are you, how are you today? I'm ah, doing all right. But nothing special happening on my end right now. Just business as usual. Lost Ark. Is Lost what he, Ark. Yeah, Lost Ark is what he mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, two years of game setting. Shout out to that. Two years of everything, really. I mean, yeah. at least the main stuff. Um, you know, Sparky 3, two years. Uh, Animan, two years. Yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> game setting, two years. Air quotes. You know, close enough, right? Well, I was doing air quotes to main shows. Yeah, well. That's true. On live shows. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are some other shows in that bunch that are dead. <laughs> We're going to pretend like those never happened. Like, it's all good. Well, is anything ever really dead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are some that are just gone and needs to stay that way. Uh, I'll shout out to our new show we just launched, Spark Bark. Uh, if you could go listen to that, your one-stop shop of BS nonsense. Shout out to Zach for that motto. Uh, make sure you go sign up to the website, sparky3.com. Sign up for free or five bucks a month. Uh, promo code. We got a promo code in the merch store to celebrate all these anniversaries. Anniversary didn't fit, by the way, Zach. I didn't realize that until after. Really? Yeah, it's one character too long. I didn't know that until after we recorded Animan Plus. So is it anniversary? It's just A-N-N-I-V. An abbreviation for anniversary. 25% off everything in the merch shop. We did just launch uh, some new stuff for a terrible football show. The hashtag line, as I call it. We'll see how long it Which stays up. Which may or may not survive. We'll see how long it stays up. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. Uh, join the Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Check out the other shows. Uh, if you didn't get the subtle hint, it's not staying up very long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. That's the thing. I didn't think things through when I made this line. I'm just like... That's a cool idea for a merch line. Let's do it. And then, like, as I'm putting everything up, and it's like I immediately get flagged for one of them, where it's like, hey, we took this down. I'm like, you know, I wonder if the rest of these are going to get taken down. <laughs> Didn't think about it. Whoops. My bad. We'll see if they do. If they do, I got backup plans. I've already got the designs made. It's all good. Um, but with that said, boys, before we actually jump into stuff, do we want to give some shout outs to two-year anniversary? Favorite memory? Favorite moment? Favorite episode? Anything along the lines? Fucking the Blue Box Conspiracy. Man. Man, what a, what a fucking journey uh, that we was. We just let that one fall to the <laughs> Never. I'm t- I, I was tired of hearing that when y'all were talking about it every week. Yeah, before he got on the show weekly. I don't care. I mean, the Blue Box Conspiracy was the tinfoil moment of the show. Yeah, it was. It was. Even before I was on the show, I had to hear you guys talk about that shit. <laughs> episode 50 for me. I still enjoy that episode quite a bit. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously just the rebranded game aesthetic. That's a big moment for me. Just one or I, two? 
the actual branding to <laughs> Game Static. <laughs> That's why I specified Game Static. <laughs> I love the name, bro. It's a gold flag, man. What about you, John? Uh, 50 was a good one. Yeah. Uh, probably the the first show I was on before I joined. Uh, that was that was a learning experience. And then uh, whatever episode it was when uh, Week Lost Art came out. Oh, good point. Yeah, that was a good one. Another collection of moments that are some of my favorite is anytime John calls me out about Mass Effect. It's like, do you <laughs> ever stop talking about Mass Effect? Yeah, it's was, like, this, this is why no one takes your opinion seriously. Because well, <laughs> I made a comment about Sonic of Six. It, it <laughs> fell off very quick after I started calling you out for it. But before I did, it was... It was every week. You, you, it was like you just found a way. <laughs> It started with that stupid Diablo Immortal, then we killed that, and then he yep. finally, then he had the Mass Effect thing, and you pointed it down, and he's just like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I guess I do say that a lot. <laughs> hey, shout out to Mass Effect. Uh, today is the one-year anniversary of the Legendary Edition. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yep, shout out to that. Shout out to that. So there you go. It made it into the show. That's the one-year anniversary of you asking me if I was going to play the Legendary Edition. That's true. (laughs) Here we are one year later. It's on Game Pass. Did you download it? Because I I remember me and you had trouble downloading it. Did you end up downloading it? I don't know. Okay. He he says he doesn't know. That means he could just have like this massive gig game to sit on his computer and have no clue. Very possible. (laughs) Would not surprise me in the least. Until I go to download something and it says you don't have enough space for it. Then I'll go through and start culling games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel that. I'm the same way. Also, like, uh, one memory I like is the, you know, um, the fuck you, Jimmy thing. That one still stands oh, out to me. With Alan Wake? Yeah, that one still stands out to me. Fuck you, Jimmy. I'm not sending you news anymore, you piece of shit. Because every time, I, every time, it never fails. He is the most negative person on the planet about it. You know what we haven't heard of since you last sent to him? Hmm. Alan Wake 2. Yeah, I know. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Hey, Alan Wake's coming to Switch though. Yeah, yeah, that remaster. I saw, Woo! I saw that. That was part. Shout out, John. <laughs> I saw that as part of the lineup this week. No, I still have not played it yet, but I will, just because I want to prove you guys wrong. Unlikely. Shut up, John. <laughs> You'll prove me wrong when you watch Dragon Quest with me. That's not happening. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I'm too far gone on that one. <laughs> if it would have ended like. 40 episodes ago, maybe. But <laughs> we're too far in now. Well, speaking of games you, you're supposed to be playing, I, don't know. I was scrolling through the, the PlayStation store earlier because oh, there's no. a bunch of sales going on, and I, st- I saw the Dark Anthology pack Shut up. on sale. And that just reminded me, you're supposed to play that with Zach. I know. I mean, I got them already. We can download them. So. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. I got a backlog, man. I do. I got a backlog because you, you know, you know. Thinking of my backlog, I was uh, looking at it the other day, and I d- I came to realize I'm just like, God damn, there are still a lot of games that I bought that I have not played. Like, I mean, I still have to finish Thirteen Sentinels. What's the last game that you completed? He doesn't want to say it. Uh, Legends, Arceus. Before, okay, so you played Legends Arceus. Before that, because that's been a bit at this point. Hmm. Hmm. Gardens Galaxy probably. <laughs> it's October. Yeah, it's October and then Jan- January last two ones. It's like Forbidden West. Um, I'm close to completing. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I knew I was nearing the end and mm-hmm. I I didn't want to beat it yet. So that's when I put it down. And that's when all the move stuff started happening. 
Uh, but I mean, I'm not far from beating that one. Um, but yeah, I started looking at my backlog. Still have 13 Sentinels. Uh, have yet to put in Skyward Sword. Have yet. To, I've, I actually forgot completely. Even though I bought Thousand Year Door, I forgot completely I bought the Paper Mario on Switch. I didn't know I owned it. What, Origami King? Yeah, I have. I completely forgot I bought that game. I saw it on the shelf through the day. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot I had this. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just three. I mean, I've got I've got a lot more on that backlog. Yeah, this is why I stopped buying games because I'm really a lot of them are just gonna sit there if I'm if I'm not really hyped, ready to play it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not because I mean, just this week I bought I've almost completed completed my Pokemon now because I found a black two, and I found a Soul Silver. Did you end up getting the Soul Silver? Yes. Okay. They're both ninety bucks, but then I bought something more expensive than both. Pikmin two. Oh, you found a Pikmin too? Yeah. It it was like 120. <laughs> nice find. Nice find. It's you know, he spends more just casually on these games than I have spending money. <laughs> damn. Time, I like to, I, you know, I like to add him on for it and then he starts talking about it. I'm like, damn. Oh man, it's a little sad over here. <laughs> Hey, you'll get there, man. You'll get there one day. All right, boys. Let's go ahead and jump into stuff. we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we'll kick things off first with uh, Nintendo released a trailer the other day uh, for Fire Emblem Three Hopes, uh, just titled The Kingdom of Fargus. Showed off new looks for the entire Blue Lions cast. Yep. Uh, and all of them being playable, all having their own unique movesets and everything for the game. Which also, that would also now indicate that uh, Black Eagles and Golden Deer will be playable. Which I know when this game was announced, that was something all three of us kind of questioned. Yes. Will, like, the actual entire cast be in the game? Because like, that feels like a lot of characters, or if maybe some of them will just be, like, support characters. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's not really. It was just because, in truth of the matter, Koei is very good for large cast. Because I always played hard on Dynasty Warriors games. And Dynasty Warriors game, they just keep increasing the cast each game. The only time they decreased it was when they did a generation move. They cut it down, but it's gone back to what it was before that right. increase. So they have no problems with doing large casts. It's just usually a matter of all the other games that they've done with people with their other people's licenses. The cast is usually much smaller for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, I know. Out of I don't remember how large the Fire Emblem Warriors cast is. I feel like it's not bad. I don't feel like it's anything what three what three hopes would be. Yeah, uh, I know the second Hyrule Warriors was a pretty small cast, but that's also understandable since of how the the game is taking place. You know, where mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know since canon, so you only have like set characters to kind of play with. But like the first Hyrule Warriors, bro, that had a fucking big ass cast. I mean, that decent sized cast. Yeah, so I mean, uh, this one having like potentially the same size cast, I, I'm I'm pumped for. I'm ready to see the next trailers yeah. to see everyone's appearances. I mean, they're all they're usually pretty good with like having similar weapon setups as well, and yeah. also having different like characters may have the same weapons, but will have their own <coughs> distinct fighting style as well, which mm-hmm. is usually pretty good. Yeah, I wish they kept on Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, because I've I've seen especially like uh, what was it the the Legend of Zelda variation of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, they have several characters that use similar weapon styles, but the play style is pretty different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I assume it'll be something similar for the the Fire Emblem. Yeah. I'm immensely excited for this game. And it um, is a nice touch with it, how we saw, uh, I forget his name, Sylvain. Yeah, Sylvain. Sylvain actually going to be stuck on a horse at all times. And his then, cannon route, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Idra. Ingrid. Ingrid. Worst character. (laughs) 
on her Pegasus. So yeah, being a flying unit. And then I know we've at least seen one character who is on a Drake as well already in one of the trailers. I know Claude. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm curious what they would do with Hilda if she'll be on a Drake. Because in my opinion, her putting her on a Drake is her better route. Because she can either go be like a, a great knight on a horse, yes. or she can be uh, a flying unit, and she's like landslides better. You know as what a I did? Because I'm a madman. <sighs> what made her a white mage? Atta no, boy. you did not. Atta yes. boy. No, you did not. Yep. Atta boy. It was a pain in the ass, but I did it just <laughs> just for shits and giggles. I mean, you could do anything, dude. I, I got like there for a little bit when Christina was playing it nonstop, and I, I got back on it as well. I was just fucking deep in the rabbit hole of bullshit builds on yeah. YouTube, and I just kept like the most random one is like Leone as a dark mage. I'm like, that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, you could do anything with anyone. It's just, just gonna be really hard. Yeah, I made her a white mage for the hell of it. Okay, because I was just like, I mean, I have tanks. I mean, I, I could make her a cavalry, but I was like. Or I could do a white mage because I don't really have a healer. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I, I don't know. I, this wasn't confirmed, but apparently, like in like the trailer they released or like another trailer, or whatever. Apparently, Holst will be in this game. Okay. Yeah, like there, like there is an actual shot of what Holst looks like. Interesting. And he looks pr- like probably what you would imagine. You know, just a big like buff dude that's just gonna fuck you up. I wish he had a beard though. I feel like that would really add to his look a little bit more. But uh, he, he fits the mold of what you would expect for Holst. See, here's going to be the real question, though. Because, so besides actually seeing the houses and everything, what extra characters are we going to see that we didn't get to see in three houses since this is technically an alternate timeline? That's true. So like Holst, for instance. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see who else pops up. Yeah, I will be too. No, this is a day one pickup. I'm so fucking pumped for this game. Day one pickup. Is it day one play? Oh, yeah, 100%. Now, now that my life is slowing down, especially by the time that game is coming out, like I think actually like within my birthday, like it's coming out like a couple days after, right before mm-hmm. the the shit with my other house will be taken care of. I'm gonna be uh, this is day yeah, fingers crossed. This is day one play. This is day one play. I'm so pumped for this game. That trailer just made me even more pumped up for it. Should have known better than to say that. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I can't get rid of this house. <laughs> <laughs> this house is cursed ass house. I swear to God. Uh, all right, next thing. Uh, Dead Space Remake gets its launch date for January 27th, 23. Um, not necessarily surprising because, like, it's been... I'm not a Dead Space fan. I'm not planning to play this, but it's been a very interesting road following this game because, like... The, de- the devs have, like, flat out just shown you the game every step of the yep. way. Like, they've been doing live streams, showing you the game in very raw form, showing, like, hey, this is what we're looking to do. You know, like, ignore that it looks raw. Like, we're, we're, we're working on it. Don't worry. But, like, this is the mechanics. This is what we're doing. Like, they've been very open about it. So, like, them just dropping the release date doesn't necessarily surprise me. It's just like, okay, I mean, I feel like everything they've kind of been showing up to this point really shows that the game is ready. Mm-hmm. So, I le- hey, at least... We got one confirmed date. I feel like at this point, every date out there is no longer confirmed, in my opinion. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I know. We will. You know, I will say, like, the whole live stream and showing you kind of the, where they're at with it, it's one of those things where I don't think everyone should do it. But True. I, th- I think for some, like, for some games, maybe not necessarily, like, your biggest hitter of the year, or what your your next, like, flagship game is going to be, mm-hmm. but maybe some of your smaller titles that you know people are going to look forward to, even if it's a smaller audience. Actually, probably especially if it's a smaller audience, because all that's going to do is potentially just get more eyes on it. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see a little transparency with it. 
And seeing as if they're doing it with Dead Space, which we've all already have access to the complete game, it's just the remake. I mean, <coughs> there's no harm, no foul with this one. So yeah, it's it's also one of those like, especially if you're trying something a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's like showing people the process of it and looking at it. Give them, that way maybe like with some of these games, people won't buy it and then be like, "Well, this isn't exactly what I thought it was." Right. You know what I needed to see transparency on? Mario and Rabbits Two. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck with that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, apparently it's coming out uh, this year. Yeah. It's Nintendo, man. Yeah. Well, Ubisoft, Nintendo, in this case. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not going to show us anything. Yeah, I know. Uh, and also, when it comes to the last little tidbit I have for the Dead Space thing and what you were saying about, like, you know, some transparency to kind of know what you're getting out of the game, what they're doing. So, I feel like in Dead Space case, like, that has worked out really well because while it is a remake of the first game, they are incorporating a lot of mechanics from later games. Yes. So, uh, I feel the like transparency has been very good for this game. Dead Space fans can be eating good come, uh, come January of next year. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and jump into some of our bigger topics for today because we got like a lot of fiscal year reports. Nintendo's is always a massive one, and then some other things lined up here. So we'll go through some of the smaller stuff here uh, for fiscal year reports. Uh, starting off with Capcom, 32.6 million sold games. Shout out to that. Uh, Red Dead, uh, not Red Dead. <laughs> wrong Res- company. Yeah, wrong company, my bad. Uh, Resident Evil 8, 6.1 million units sold. Uh, Monster Hunter uh, Stories 2, 1.5 million. Uh, and they are set to release multiple new titles by the end of the fiscal year. They're expecting 37 million units sold. That's quite a hefty number compared to what they, I mean, and they even went um, above compared to last, I think last year was like, I want to say like 30 or 31 million units sold. So they didn't, they didn't go up that much. Yeah. Um, but 37 million Tells me they got something big in the works. I still think like it's gonna one of them's gonna be Resident Evil Four remake. Like we know that's coming. Well, I've they been. also got the uh, I forget what it is. I don't remember if it's an anniversary set or whatever. But it's that it's coming out soon. It's got like classic games coming out, like Darkstalkers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, they'll probably get quite a bit from that for just nostalgia and remakes and you know, old remasters of old games that are actually pretty hard to find nowadays. Anything Mega Man. Do you think anything Mega Man's coming out? Uh, maybe. Because I personally, th- like, I'm not saying this just because I'm a fanboy. I'm saying it because it's, like, next in line. I think it's I think that we're actually going to get a Battle Network collection. Because it's the next in line to be released. Compared to, based on the collections they've already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the classics and then all the X games. Um, I, 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 think, I think a Battle Network collection is going to happen. I don't know if we're going to get a new, like, a new Mega Man game. But a Battle Network collection I do think is pretty likely. Doubtful on a new game. Yeah, I'm doubtful on a new game, too. No. <laughs> I'm very doubtful on that. <clears throat> um, next up with EA, only a couple things here. The second one being not surprising, but very interesting because it can give you a look at where we're going more than we already have. The first thing, though, uh, I want to say we've we've plugged this before in the past, but that it was going to happen, but now it's officially happened. Uh, the FIFA license has officially ended with EA. Uh, EA Sports is now just going to call their uh, soccer games or football games uh, EA Sports uh, FC. That's going to be the new title going forward. And FIFA is going to be making their own games going forward. And, like, the FIFA president released a statement about it. And I saw that. And I saw, like, uh, Andy Robinson, one of the writers for uh, VGC. Mm-hmm. You know, he shared it. He's just like, I cannot believe this is a real quote. Where, the you know, it's just like, 
it's one of those things where it's like I feel like FIFA's about to find out how hard it is to make a game, you know? Probably. Because like he's just like the only FIFA games that are going to be important on the ones with the actual FIFA name. They're going to be the best. FIFA 23, 24, 25. <laughs> it's like, you know, they are going to be the absolute FIFA experience and they will be and it's like in all caps, the best. Is how it ends the quote and it's just like, okay? All right, so I feel like there's some bad blood here. Because meanwhile, EA, EA's statement is just like, hey, we've had an amazing 30 years working with FIFA. You know, we're looking forward to the future with EA Sports FC, whatever. We thank them for their partnership. And the FIFA president's like, man, fuck you guys. You know, it's like, we're going to make our own games. It's going to be better than everything. And watch, it's going to be like uh, uh, the Doug Flutie Maximum Football 22, which is absolutely terrible. I can't believe I spent $30 on that game. Yeah, well, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, don't get it. I, I didn't know that was a thing either. Don't get it. But... Out of curiosity, what do you? Which one do you think is gonna gonna do better? Like the first year they go head to head, do you FC. think it's gonna be the? What, I was gonna say, do you think it's gonna be the FIFA because everybody's gonna want to know what they did with it, or the FC just because everybody it's gonna be the same thing? Now, that's actually a good point. It's I gonna, could I could see the FIFA one selling better the first year because people want to see exactly how what it's like. At least maybe initially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the longevity, I'm thinking FC. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. FC as well. More, more than likely, because, I mean, with that, it's going to be the same game. You're just not going to have all the names associated with it. Yes. Right. Like, it's just going to have probably generated names mm-hmm. or something. But it's it's going to be the same game, same formula that, that they've been using for years. The thing that I still find great from FIFA, even though I never played it, is the player creator. Because... Place I worked at one time, someone apparently, uh, someone came in and they had apparently shirts made of custom characters for a FIFA tournament they had, and it was just a char- tall character named El Stinko. <laughs> 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 and I just looked at the customer and was like, so I gotta ask, because I recognize that, what's El Stinko? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you always gotta rep your, your OC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. He repped it hard. True. <laughs> uh, next thing uh, to take away from the EA thing is uh, 71% of EA's revenue comes from live service games. Not surprising at all. No. Not in the slightest. But it does kind of like just put it further into your brain. All right, yeah. So this is where we're fucking going. Like this is the, like it already has become the norm. You know what I mean? But it's just like, all right, yep. So this is, this is it. <laughs> that is the thing. EA will make the Matrix of gaming. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's that thing of they're just following the formula, man. Except free to play games started all the live service stuff and and like the like pay for cosmetics and that. And mm-hmm. then and then EA went, "What if we sell you the game and then make you buy everything?" Correct. And people still fucking do it. It blows <laughs> my mind. That's so true. Oh, dude, that is so fucking true. Yeah, man. Whatever works. Whatever works for him, I guess. Fucking Platinum tried to take that formula with Babylon's Fall, and we see how that worked out for yeah, him. Yeah, great. <laughs> they need to make that game free to play. They make it free to play, they might can save it. Do but, they still even have their one player left? Um, maybe. I haven't checked. <laughs> yeah, I think I think John's going to check. Uh, but yeah, they got the season content coming out and stuff. Speaking of season content coming out, apparently uh, new content still happening for Shinobi Striker. I didn't fucking know that. <laughs> they released a trailer earlier for season five, and I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> season five of Shinobi Striker. That game was so bad, bro. Apparently a lot more people liked it than you thought. 
I guess. And then like I was going through the comments on that. Someone posted up a video. It's just like, this is why I hate this fucking game. <laughs> Some dude looks like he's riding on a cloud, just going around the map. He's like, he's, he's hacking and no one can hurt him. He's just flying around minding his own business. All righty. Jesus Christ. All right. Next up. Uh, only. Wait, what game was I looking at? Babylon's, Babylon's Fall. Fall. Yeah. 24 hour peak, 47 players. Ooh, they're on the rise. <laughs> They got more people. <laughs> They're on the rise. Man, that's good for them. 14 people currently play. Good so for I them. I guess it must have been peak hours. <laughs> good for them. Good for Babylon's Fall. Hey, congratulations, 14 players. You got season two and three coming. Congratulations. Uh, the main takeaway from Sony's is they're investing $300 million more into first-party studios. That's pretty legit. Yay! I mean, that's that's I, that's I pretty was, legit. Yeah, I was excited hearing that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's pretty dope. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Uh, Ubisoft, the only real takeaway, and that's what we kind of mentioned a minute ago, is that uh, they do plan to ship Avatar, Marlin Rabbids 2, and Skull and Bones by the end of this fiscal year. So okay. between now and the end of March. Two of those are likely. I agree. Two of those are likely. One of them is not. Can you take a guess on which one, Zach? Skull and Bones. That game doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the leaked gameplay for it? Yes. Dude, like, that game, like, for it to have taken so long on development. They it's, didn't age it at all. Dude, it, it's so bare bones. Like, it's, dude, it's, yeah, the, yeah. it's half the name. I know. Like, literally all it is, you just, like, you, you get your pirate ship and you just upgrade your boat. That's it. Like, it's all you do. I mean, that's all it was. And I mean, because it literally... Started development after Assassin's Creed 4 when everyone fell in love with the naval combat of that game. And they were just like, we can do something with this. And it's missed that period. It would have been good. Yep. It has completely missed that period. Yep. And they have not aged up at all, at <clears throat> least from the leaked gameplay video we have. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be rough. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a terrible launch. What I think is going to happen for Skull and Bones, well, really just these three titles, I think Avatar and Mario and Rabbids, I think they're both going to come out this year. I think they're both going to be part of the fall. Okay, um, Skull and Bones. I I think it's going to come out just sometime early next year. Ubisoft's going to push it out and be done. It's with just it. going to be a shadow drop off. Yeah, it's going to be pushed up because you guys got to keep in mind they're dealing with a fucking lawsuit over this game in another country because of, like uh, of the assets they've had to pour into the game, like money mm-hmm. to get the game continued to stay on production. They're being sued by a country that like basically it's just like, hey, this game's got to come out. So, like, the game's going to get pushed out, but I think they're just going to kind of push it out towards, like, the end of their fiscal year just to say, hey, it's released, and just, like, push it out, turn around, keep walking. Like, all right, we're done. Pretty much. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. It's like, push it out, let the let the people, let the, the modding community get a hold of it, and they might make a game out of it. Basically. If they allow modders, modders may be able to say that's, that. that's That's, I mean, at this point, it's like, if you're going to push the game out and, and then be like, like Alex is saying, push it out, walk away from it, and just let it happen. At least let people get into it and turn it into a game. Yeah. The only chance it's got at this point without terrible looks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, let's hop over to, like, really, like, the bigger topics for the day. Uh, still talking about uh, fiscal year report. We'll start off, you know, we'll, we'll do Nintendo here. We've got a couple things to talk about with Nintendo. Um, all right, so hardware uh, switches at uh, 107.65 million. Software at 822.18 million. Uh, top 10 software, uh, Mario Kart 8 at number 1, 45.33. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons at number 2, 38.64. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at number 3, 28, uh, 16, 2817. 
Uh, Breath of the Wild at number four. Did I have to say number four for Super Smash Brothers? I, I meant number. No, I didn't. You hear said you number said, three. Okay, thank you. Uh, Breath of the Wild at twenty six point fifty five. Uh, number five, Sword and Shield, uh, with twenty four point two seven. Number six, Mario Odyssey at twenty three point fifty. Uh, number seven, Super Mario Party. Shout out to that. Shout out to Super Mario Party. Yes. Yeah. Shout. Out to, it had some fucking great sales. I wish. Super, I wish Mario Party Superstars had those sort of. They have oh. good. They have good numbers. Good numbers, but really? I wish. Yeah, I have it on here. It's under the fun facts. Um, but yeah, Mario Party, Super Mario Party at seventeen point seven eight million. Shout out to that. Uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, at fourteen point sixty five million. It's not surprising because it is Pokemon, but those games were like well, meh. That's everybody who was like who were living, hoping it was platinum. They, they yeah. were living the nostalgia <laughs> trip, hoping for their favorite generation to come back, and yep. then. It, Everyone forgetting that their favorite generation is Platinum, not Pearl and Diamond, which yeah. they yeah. went, hey, we're remaking <laughs> Pearl and Diamond, not Platinum, Pearl and Diamond. For me, who had never played the series, it was good. Look, if they would have just taken the same route they took with Oras, it would have been fine. What? What they did with Oras. What? Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. There you go. I hate you. If they would have just taken that route where they like incorporated a lot of emerald elements and also basically had emerald as part of the game, if they would have just done that, just copy paste formula, you would have been fine. Like you would have been completely fine, but whatever. Uh, number nine, let's go Pikachu Eevee at 14.53. And I, this, and the next one has been in the top 10 for the past couple of years, but the numbers continue to grow. Ring Fit Adventure at 14.09. It's apparently million. actually really fun. So yeah, it is. Uh, other little fun facts. The most, the most wild one to me, Kirby sold 2.6 million copies in genocide in two fucking weeks. In two weeks, this game was out before this fiscal report had to be collected. Two weeks, 2.6 million. That's a fun. That's game. what happens when you don't release a game for this, like in a franchise for a little while. Everybody just wants it. Yeah, I, dude, I know. Metroid Dread um, at 2.9 million, and because and with that, both of those become the highest selling game in their respective franchises. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I saw that at 11.43. I thought that was interesting. And then Mario Party Superstars at 6.88 million. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Good numbers there. Uh, and also with a little another Pokemon fun fact for you, uh, Legends Arceus sold 12.6 million. The only other Pokemon single game to sell over 10 million was Yellow at 14.6. And the other single games like Platinum, uh, Emerald, and Crystal, those are at 7.6, 7, uh, 7 million, and 6.3. Uh, single games, you know, single game, obviously. I mean, Pokemon numbers are always going to be inflated because mm-hmm. there's always two games. But for Legends Arceus to cross that 10 mil mark, it's pretty, it's pretty solid since it's only happened one other time. The fun part is going to be next year with Nintendo when we might actually see some shifting in this top 10 list, which has been pretty stacked. Yeah, it has. Because, I mean, you know what's going to be real fun? If anything ever creeps up and knocks out uh, Mario Kart 8. I, I that's, think that, that's going to be the hard one. That it's like that. I don't ever really foresee happening. I don't see it. But happening. man, imagine the day it does. I know, dude. Okay, listen. The only game that has the chance of doing that is just Mario Kart Nine. <laughs> like legit, that's the only chance. But at the same time, it's just like we got to remember Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is bundled with a Wii. I mean, a Switch. Sorry, it is bundled with a Switch. So it's got like the Wii, the Wii Sports. I was about effect. to say the only thing that I would nog it is if they decide to go. We're going to do another Switch bundle with X game. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way, like, that's the only way it's going to get knocked. But I, th- I think it's going to stay at the top. It's, it's going to. I just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine, like, the the developer of the game that was able to knock off Mario Kart 8. I know. It's like, it's like what the fucking accomplishment? It'd be like the same level if there was some developer back in the Wii day, if they were somehow managed to knock off Wii Sports. It's like, yeah. you would have been the king of this planet. <laughs> uh, talking about Nintendo console, you know, we've... Um, this is how we've talked so much about this on in switch pro, whatever. I personally am still going to hammer that a switch like 4k is coming out next year. That's what I personally think is going to happen. But I don't know now, now that I, I kind of read this interview, I'm, I'm starting to have some doubts creep up in my brain. <laughs> it was never a possibility I've been telling you, you were crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I was really hard set on that. Uh, but the Nintendo president recently had an interview and he talked in depth about, uh, you know, Nintendo's next console and how it's a, uh, a major focus as well as a concern. And like, really there's only, you know, a couple main points I took away from the interview I wanted to chat about is, you know, the first one that he really, you know, drives home is, you know, switch has a hundred million plus player base. It's like, how do they keep that and grow it to the next console? So I feel like with that, the main thing they're trying to work on is like make it where like your essentially your account just easily gets moved over. It's yes. an e- it's an, it's an easy transition. I feel like that's the the first thing they're trying to work on. Uh, the second thing, which I'm really glad that they're very open about talking about this because it's just so fucking obvious, is he talked about how Nintendo is being very mindful of their past failures and experiences because Nintendo doesn't have the best history following up. You know, like everything they've ever had, except for really, really the Wii U. I mean, even still, like thirteen million. So that's thirteen million. You know, yeah. but it's still in game console world. That's shit. You know, compared if you're especially for the big dogs. But like, you know, they've always everything they've had has always sold pretty well. But again, they've had a problem following up. I mean, just like a couple of past examples. I don't. I didn't pull numbers for, but like, you know, the NES outsold the Super NES. You know, Super NES couldn't follow up. You know, N64 outsold the GameCube before the Wii U. Even though the GameCube is fucking awesome, I and I think we can all defend that because it's got a great game collection. GameCube did not sell well. Oh. I mean, it was its worst selling. It was Nintendo's worst selling console until the Wii U. But by damn, could you hike with it? Oh man. Isn't that the damn truth? That damn handle came in handy all the zero times I used it. Um, but then here in recent memory, it's just like, you know, the Wii hundred million, 101 million units sold. Well, see, that's the thing is Nintendo has, they don't have the best track record with the immediate follow-up console. Yeah. And then they use, then they take that like, four or five year gap where, where they're just basically letting that one sit there and die. <laughs> and then they come out with a fucking banger. Exactly. It's like the Wii, the yeah. switch. Yep. It's like, they come out with these and it's like, suddenly everyone in the world has it. Exactly. So it's like, they, they may not follow up well, so they may sink some, a ton of money into a console that doesn't work, but then they come back with like the best selling consoles. Right. The only real downside to it, honestly, in my mind is like, even though, their first ones, whenever these sets sells more than the second one, it is sort of sad just because the second consoles usually have really good lineups as well, though, mm. which we're seeing with how they're saying they're turning off the uh, Wii uh, Marketplace and Wii U Marketplace. A lot of titles that people actually like and enjoy are, are going to disappear. Right. Yeah, which, to that point, that's that's one of the things with, like, the the remasters and re-releases and everything. We're get, we've been getting on the Switch from the yeah. Wii U days. Because the Wii U had some pretty good games. Yeah, it's just no one had a fucking Wii U. It's just the console was terrible. Yep. 
So it'll it'll be interesting. Like when when you were talking about like the account transferring mm-hmm. stuff, please please God, let that let them actually do that and implement it well. The the two things that they have to do, and I'm saying have to do, for to transition over to your next console is the account transfer and just backwards compatibility yep. for like your for your cartridges. You you have to have those two things down packed, or you're just gonna fucking flop again. Like, I'm not going to say you're going to flop again because it really does depend on lineup. Because let's be real. Whatever the console they come out with next, I mean, it's going to be assuming from everything that we have seen. And everything that we have seen from, in my opinion, very credible sources with, like, the NVIDIA leak and various other things, whatever. The next console they're making. Sorry. That was an alarm for my dog's medicine. Uh, Everything that we've seen, the console is going to be a lot more high power that they've never done before. They don't do high power things. You know no. what I mean? Like they, they, they kind of go a few years past, you know, or a few years before in dated material, make the console, just, you know, do it the best they can. No, this time they're actually making something that looks like it's going to be high power. So, I mean, there's going to be great games on. It's going to look dope and all be more friendly for third parties, yeah. of course, and stuff. But like, if you don't nail the account transfer and backs compatibility, you're going to, it's going to be, you're, you're going to fuck over potentially a hundred plus million. Well, one th- one thing just commenting on like them ta- wanting to make the higher powered system is before now they haven't had to because with all their previous systems they kind of just stuck to their own ways of doing things and they don't their none of Nintendo's games really take a lot of power they no. they it's like they don't take a lot <clears throat> to run they've sure. always done things where it was a more efficient way of doing it whether rather than a more powerful way. But especially with the Switches we've seen where they're trying to bring in all of these other games and they're having to run cloud versions of them because <laughs> True. That, that don't run well because if they tried to put it on a physical copy, it just it's not going to run. Mm-hmm. And which it's always worked for them because, like, for me who's been collecting GameCube games, I mean, I've played through the games and everything. And, like, yes, they're lower quality compared to what graphics were used to, but they still look fine and they run smoothly, like... That's the thing. I have no hiccups with any of them, and these are decade, 20, 20 year old decade games. Decade two, decade and old games, yeah. Well, that's been one of the things Nintendo has always been good with, is, or generally speaking, Nintendo has gone with gameplay over everything else. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and, why throughout history they've always been more like, on the successful side in some capacity. Yeah. And now they're realizing, like, well, if we have gameplay on all of our stuff, and then we also have the power to run other people's games, we'll just sell more. Exactly. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> what a what a what a, what a strategy. <laughs> Who would have guessed? You mean we can make more money? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have fucking guessed, bro? Uh, but that's a steps in Skyrim seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the the only other takeaway I've got from this is he did express uh, more concern on that chip shortage, saying that he believes there's no end in sight. I saw uh, one of the head leads at Intel talked about that recently with the chip shortage, where like they think that the chip shortage could potentially go until like 2024 at this point. Damn. So this has been the wildest generation, new generation for games because of this chip shortage. Like, you know, the PS5, the Xbox series, and, you know, and now potentially, like, this new Nintendo console. Like, this has been the wildest generation. And I feel like that's what, you know, right now, 
when it comes to the PS5 and the Xbox Series, like while it sucks for a lot of players, you know, really having to fight to try to get it, I will say I've seen Series S's almost consistently now. I've they're, been seeing Series they're, S's they're as well. Everywhere. Yeah, like so, like shout out to Microsoft on that one. It's just Series X still working on. Yep. Both versions of PlayStation Five still working on, but you know, I, I, you know, we've talked about this before, and I saw it again recently. I saw a recent new um, uh, patent. I think it was in Japan. For you know, a new model of PlayStation Five. We we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's not a new model. Don't freak out and feel like you have to wait for this one. If you get your hands on a PS Five, feel happy. Yeah, you know, this is still just a PS Five with a different chip in it to try to you make it more available. Yeah, is all it is is just PS Five with different parts. Yeah, see, Sony and Microsoft. You know, they went ahead and just they they, they jumped they jumped in. You know, they made the leap of faith. They're they're just dealing with the you know the consequences for it. Nintendo's in a very interesting place with this because they're at the point where it's like yeah we kind of need to get something new out there you know because our console like power wise we're having problems you know what i mean so they're at an interesting point it's like can we afford to keep waiting like we're going to still make money but at the same time like we're, we're hurting the quality of these games yeah so it's just like they are in a very tough position right now with this chip shortage with where they're at which, which is lifespan and I still think the next console is still expect the Switch 4K. I think that's just what it will be called. But it's just still the matter when the hell it's going to come out, you know. And you know, as long as they keep like the the hybrid format, you know, I think that's going to be kind of a big selling point for it as well. Because I mean, I actually know a lot of people that play it in handheld. Yeah, I know a couple of people. I don't people as well. I mean, I don't. I think I play in handheld like maybe twice a year. <laughs> the only time I go handheld is when I was like when I'm sitting at my desk, I was like, eh, let's look at the shop. <laughs> yeah, I've. Every now and then I pick it up and I'm like, all right, we'll sit over here and play on handheld. And I'm there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to set this back down. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's me too, dude. I'll be like, all right, let's go lay on the couch or something, play some Switch for a little bit. I'll play Switch for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, let's go put this back. You know, I don't want to do this. I'll put it back. I'll just lay down over there and play it. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but no, I mean, it will be fascinating to see what they're going to do with this console. And, you know, I feel like my, my prediction of it coming out next year is becoming less likely. But I don't know. At the same time, like you, if you know, you've got some pretty heavy hitters coming out next year. That would be the perfect launch title with Breath of the Wild two. Just like, just like the Switch, just launch it with Breath of the Wild two, and it's gonna just immediately sell units like super stupid quick. Or they can release Breath of the Wild two, and then on their next one, release it again. With Mario Kart 9. Yeah. That, well, see, Mario Kart 9 it would be, like, the ultimate launch for them. Which I don't think we're ever going to see, because I feel like Mario Kart's at the point where they're doing the Super Smash thing. Oh, really? Well, even then, I'm, I'm, like, imagine if they, the like, the console doesn't come out next year. Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, and then, say, 2024, new new Nintendo console comes out. 2024, generous, in, in my mind still since they're just now talking about, like, actually talking about it in any capacity. Uh, imagine then Breath of the Wild 2 comes bundled with it. You're going to, it's like, then you're, you're just boosting the sales of it, and you could it's actually going to run better. So it'll run probably how it was supposed to run mm-hmm. to begin with, but, and then they get the, the plus of it being bundled with the console. Let me ask you guys this. 
Do you think it's, you know, because they've, they've done this before, you know, I mean, the Game Boy Color is a great example of it, you know, because that's still part of the same family. The Nintendo DSi is part of the same thing, Three the new 3DS and stuff. Do you think they could potentially release a revision Switch next year, but not be like the next humongous, amazing console, but a more powerful Switch, but just not to the power of what the new console would be? So kind of like a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, like, do you guys think that could be possible? Just like a bridge to help get them to that next console because like again they know that they are at a power problem situation it's a possibility it's an idea that can float out there do i think it would actually happen me personally no but it's definitely one of those things that's just up in the air that it could happen i just personally don't think it will i think it just depends on on how severe that the the chip shortage that everyone wants to use and needs to use or whatever how severe it actually is yeah. like if they can get their hands on a chip that is more powerful than the Switch, obviously, and it's pretty decently available, kind of like what Sony's trying to do right now, then I feel like maybe like a mid-gen refresh is, is possible, but I don't know. What about you, John? Do I think it's possible? I think it's possible. I don't think they would do it. Or because I, they should, probably should do it. Probably should, but... <laughs> because in my mind, it goes... Like, my mind goes back to when they had the 3DS, and then, like, what was it, like, a year or two after the 3DS came out, they had the new 3DS, yep. yeah. which their mistake there was releasing what was supposed to be just a more powerful 3DS, but also changing it to be a different console mm-hmm. in itself, which kind of... Confused ki- people? Confused people and kind of killed it off in its own right. So if, if they did something similar to that, but didn't like make it its own thing and did it like a PS4 Pro or something like that. I mean, it'd be it would be a good thing probably because then maybe some of these games that they've already released would actually be playable. True. Uh, but I don't I don't think it's a very likely cuz I think if they're looking at and actually acknowledging hey, we need something more powerful, I think they just go all in on their next one. Right. It's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be hurting for a little bit. Other other companies aren't gonna want to work with you based off of the performance of your console. But I think you just eat that for now, right? Because I mean, they they they're gonna acknowledge you're still gonna move shit. You know oh, I mean? easily. Yeah, they're still gonna move stuff. So I mean, that that is a good point. Yeah, it's like all of their first party stuff, all of their main games, and that they're gonna be made to the Switch's limitations and be pushing them for the worst. Mm-hmm. But I mean. In the long run, I think you just eat it for a couple years, release your new console, and let it run. It's gonna, it'll do better. It, like in the long run, I think that'll do better than releasing an upgraded version of the Switch for now. And I think, and that's sort of where my mindset was, is why I didn't think they would do it. Just because when you look at their track record, is they've always just released that one console. And yes, we can say that they haven't had this moment of time where they're like, we need something more powerful, but. That's how they've always ran it. Even yep. with their lesser selling, like the Wii U, they just went, well, it's here. We're going to work on whatever's next and just let it be. Right. And they just worked with it, and, and they released when they released. Mm. And that's just how Nintendo is. They're going to do their own thing. Sure. <laughs> you can't predict Nintendo. I will say if they did happen to do a refresh, um, you know, it, bet- before the actual next po- like main powerful console, I'm gonna I would predict like ten years from now that OLED is gonna be a very very rare model. 
just because it was like it feels it feels like that middle child sort of vibe, you know. It's kind of like uh, I don't I don't know the proper name for it, but it's kind of like that uh, Xbox 360 that looks like the Xbox One that came out alongside the Xbox One. You guys remember? Do you guys remember that? Like that model of 360 is a very very rare model because it literally was released the same time as the Xbox One. But, like, the 360 looks just like the Xbox One. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, because that was they did that because of the big controversy yeah. with the Xbox One where it's just like, well, you know, I it was the, like a literal quote. I think it was Jeff Keighley was interviewing the guy from, from Microsoft. He's just like, well, what are you going to do if customers, you know, can't get internet to play your Xbox One? It's like, well, we have an alternate solution to that. It's called the Xbox 360. It's like, oh, my God, that's a quote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. And then they had the, the new revealed model that's like it looks like the Xbox One, super slim, super sleek and rounded like if they did release a refresh i feel like the oled would be kind of in the same realm 10 years from now where it's just like you remember the oled this is a very rare model of switch like i feel like that's what would happen which that'd be kind of interesting because that, that's happened with almost every generation of uh, consoles ps3 i think has one like that the ps4 i think has one like that where it's just like there's that one random middle child where it's just like oh look at you you're a thing because they just continued to change the design over time, whatever. I know PS3 has one for sure. Because it was the one that had like the weird slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that stupid fucking thing. Didn't you have a God of War PS3? Like I that? still got it. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not only is it the weird sliding thing, is the God of War version. There you I, go. <laughs> I remembered like us going and you asking about a PS3, and they went, "Well, we got this," and you went, "Yes." <laughs> well, it wasn't even that because I didn't even realize it was what we because my PS3 just hard died for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And did you have the OG one? Uh, I think it was okay. So it just hard died, and John and me were hanging out. I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna go get a PS3." We jump in my car, go to GameStop, and this was is, like, "This is back in the day." Too. <laughs> yeah, this is back in the day because I think it. Yeah, we messed with something. I think it was like God of War Ascension or yeah, something was coming out. It, it was God of War Ascension was coming out. I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Right, yeah. right, I yeah. bought it and I went and played it at his house. Cool. Because <laughs> I had everything. Um, That's weird flex, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we hopped in my car. We hit up GameStop. It was like, and we were like, is there anything you can do for this PS3? He went, no, that thing's dead as fuck. I was like, okay, cool. Do you have a PS3? He's like, let me go check. And he goes and she's like, I do, but it's only this God of War one. I had no idea what people were actually looking for. I went to, fuck it, gone. Let's go. <laughs> and that's how Zach got a, probably, I imagine, a pretty rare console. Apparently, it's fairly uncommon. Okay. Well, there you go. Because people would, apparently, would hunt for that one hmm. just because it was God of War related. I've never had a special edition, like, console besides, like, the Halo 3 Xbox 360 that I had for a grand total of one hour because right when I plugged it in, it had the red ring of death and I had Oof. to return it. I hate my life. Uh, so See, that, that's the only special edition console I've ever had. I've never personally tried to get special editions. They just land in my lap. Cause like this I, I, have a, I still have a day one Xbox one. So it's got like all the day one logo shit on. Oh, okay. I'm just like, cause it was like a month or two after Xbox ones came out and went, I'll go get one. It's pre-owned. I open up. Oh, day one. That's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got a day one switch, but there's nothing special about it besides just the severe Joy-Con drift. Yeah, you know? there's nothing like logo wise. I, I I was gonna be off like the next few days, whatever, for Breath of the Wild, and I remember sitting there that night. I'm like, I'll just get it tomorrow, and I'm sitting there. It's like 11:30. I look at my little phone. I'm like. Let's go to Walmart, see if they got any extras. <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> and here we are. Um, all right. 
uh, let's move over to the next topic we got lined up. We got two more. So the first one, Gotham Knights got a pretty lengthy gameplay trailer for it. Yes. Did, you, did you guys both watch that? I watched half of it. I watched the whole thing just earlier. I forgot that we had a gameplay trailer. For okay, it. Uh, but yeah, gameplay trailer and some pretty big news about this. Um, Xbox One and PS4 versions have been canceled. Yeah, that depressed me. Uh, That's a little sad. Yeah, I mean, it's still come on PC, so you can get it on PC. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I do feel that. It, it doesn't feel the same, and like I feel like part of the fun of that is going to be co-op. Yeah, and which there's been rumors <laughs> that we may get to see the four-player co-op. Which would be very fun. Which would be fantastic. Yeah, because originally that wasn't like the original marketing for it. It was strictly just two player. But there yeah, was yeah. recently some stuff that kind of popped out. I feel like from like uh, an, you know, it always happens other country stuff. Yeah, it's like an other country like Sony listing had it listed as like four player online for the game. Which would be hella fun. Would make the map ridiculous just because of how yeah. Gotham games are. Right, they're usually decent sized maps, and just figuring that out with four people would be fucking atrocious. Right. The studio did say when it comes to that cancellation, they just wanted players to be able to enjoy this game to its max potential, which, you know, just comes back to what we've already been kind of experiencing, that the Xbox One and PS4 is kind of holding some games yep. back. I mean, we've seen that throughout this this bridge that we're trying to cross right now between the two generations, uh, being the past and the current now. Um, you know, obviously, I have both, so I'm not hurting for this. I feel for you guys, but at the same time, I I think this is best for the game. Hey, don't worry. When it comes out, he'll, he might have one of the new consoles by then, and I'll just borrow yours. Pretty much. <laughs> I'll just come over and grab it and go, you can have this in like a month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just go out and get a Series S at this point. I mean, they're all over the place. I mean, yeah, the Series S yeah. have been popping up a lot. Yeah. I've cons- I've actually considered it because every time I go by this, like Walmart or something, I go over and I see I'm like, oh, there's more. <laughs> so now, at least... It's to a point now where I'm, I look, I'm like, you know, I'm going to come in here one day with some extra cash and just go, you know what? Why not? It's time. And I'm going to be honest. I don't remember what the difference between S and X is. Uh, just digital. Yeah. The S is just the digital version that you can play the yeah. DX games on. Oh, okay. It's it may good. only be three hundred bucks, but that fucking thing is powerful yeah, for a three hundred dollar machine. Like I'm, I'm so impressed by the power that thing has, just from everything I've seen. Yeah, and I mean, it's got that extra draw to it for digital only. Yeah. But, well, at least for me. Yeah, that that see, that's why I'm surprised you haven't gone out of your it's, way to try to get I one. I don't have three hundred dollars to spend. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but you watched half the gameplay. What'd you think about it? I mean, it looked good. Uh, I was definitely nice to see versus compared to the previous one we saw, which was Robin and Batgirl now getting to see Nightwing and Red Hood's gameplay, mm-hmm. which was always curious because I know a lot of people were real down for, it's like, oh, Red Hood's playable? I'm going to go murder some people as Red Hood. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it looked good. I liked it. Um, I li- do like to see that the traditional Arkham combat is still Arkham combat, just with its own flavor for each character. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. I think after seeing all four now, depending on how Robin and Batgirls have changed, my preferred play is probably going to be Boy Wonder, as much as I dislike him personally, just because I can disappear and jump on people. <laughs> now, I haven't played the Arkham games, but I, I and so you would be the one to like probably like violently fight me on this, but I'm sorry. Once the gameplay was starting and I'm starting to watch it, dude, I got such hardcore Spider-Man vibes. And how the game looked and was presented and how it played, the flow of it, watching Nightwing just hop around, the right, the map itself, just kind of tra- you know going around the map. I got a hardcore Spider-Man vibes, personally. Well, Would that be accurate? I mean, yeah, because that's sort of 
that setup really started with uh, the Arkham games okay. and a few Again, other I ones. haven't played them, so yeah. I wanted to confirm. Yeah. The, the, like, Spider-Man and that is kind of their take on it with Spider-Man's abilities and his fighting okay. style. Okay, gotcha. It's the same general loop. Yeah. Okay. It's the same general loop and mechanics, which sort of started with the Arkham games and a couple other games gotcha. picked up on it. And then Spider-Man did it and just, yeah, they did the Spider-Man play on it. Gotcha. Okay. Just wanted to confirm on that because I haven't played the Arkham games. And I will say, while I thought it looked good, you're saying you thought it looked good. Yo, the response, the feedback is very negative. I've see, I didn't watch it. I saw some negative feedback for Red Hood. See, and then I think that's the reason why it hurt because I knew a lot of people, once Red Hood was sort of fan favorite of people wanting to play. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I liked what I saw. I did too. Was I over expectant of Red Hood? No, which I may be reason why I was like, okay, Red Hood. Um, and probably leaning away from not wanting to play them personally. I feel a lot of people <clears throat> who were expecting a lot different type of gameplay for Red Hood, mm-hmm. which is why I think a lot of negative feedback coming from it. A lot of people just were dead ass determined that this game was just like not ready to come out. Like they, they just feel like the game just looks like shit and needs to be delayed. Like, because I was scrolling through the comments to just kind of get a general vibe from everyone, and that was the general vibe. I mean, that's everybody's general vibe on games. True. It's like, <laughs> it's like after after the last year of games coming out that we've had, there's not a lot that have come out without issue. Mm-hmm. And the games that do come out without issue and are great, like, we talk about them on the, like, the week they release, and then we'll have, like, a follow-up with our general thoughts on it after we've had more time with it. But the the games that come out and they do what they're supposed to, they're successful. They don't get the big news, and I, I've I've thought about this for like years actually with with games because uh, earlier we were talking live service games. The ones that do well are not the ones you hear about. The like one of the biggest hitters, Division Two. Yeah, that game came out was phenomenal. Continues to have a good player base and support. Constantly getting updates. You never hear about it. It just quietly does good in its own little section. Yep. Meanwhile, any of these games that come out that try to emulate the process have bugs. They're not balanced. They're terrible. Like, they have terrible issues. But they get all the news. Same thing like another live service game out there that's sort of niche is Hunt Showdown. Oh, yeah. I, that game That game has quietly just popped off yeah, in, no, like, the last It's year. been around for close to, like, five, six years. It was in development, and... Finally did a full official release, I think, a year or two ago. Yeah, the the last year, it has blown up. Yeah, and I mean, it's just steadily just done its thing, hit its niche, and just made its crowd, and just, it's been there. We haven't heard a whole lot about it, just because it's there. It's been doing what it's doing. The developers are keeping up with the community and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's sort of the thing was, like, yeah, people are harking on Gotham Knights and everything, and it's getting in the news and whatnot, saying yada, yada, yada. And for all we know, I mean... it may come out and it may be garbage in come October. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's not. Yeah. Hopefully it sticks with the true Arkham sense and that it stays solid because most of the Arkham series games, when they came out, people played them and I didn't really hear getting a lot about them other than just people being excited about them, and everything. So, I mean, that sort of thing was like Kirby came out. Kirby was good. Yeah. Another, uh, game that I was thinking of that came out, um, Shoot, I've lost it. There was one game that came out with actually this year that came out and did good and just went on the radar. That It's like that tends to be the, the general, especially with these games that are like people are excited for. Yeah. Everybody wants to watch the gameplay for these games and then pick them apart. It's like, well, 
the character design isn't exactly what I wanted it to be, so I'm going to tear this game down as much right. as I can. Meanwhile, the game's going to come out, and unless the game comes out and is in a, some weird broken state, it's going to come out, people are going to play it, really enjoy it, hopefully, and then it's just going to kind of go do its thing. Mm. Pretty it's much. Just, it's just going to exist, which is one of the things that kind of irritates me when it comes to like the news that a lot of the a lot of games get is the ones that get the most publicity are the bad ones. They're the ones with the most problems. The games that are successful and like don't have issues in that. Like I said, they just kind of, they come out, they exist and they have their people that play them. I was about to say, even like Lost Ark, for example, I mean, Lost Ark came out it had us all type and then it went on the radar until we had the Glaver switch up and everyone up in arms about why they changed the Glaver and all this crap. And then now it's come out. Guess what? It's under the radar again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it's like the, the general consensus would like for Lost Ark. It's like for the most part, everybody's it's like the people are playing it. People are enjoying it. It's like, yeah, a lot of people have quit. And then if you, I mean, if you look at the forums, you'd think everybody hated the game. But <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I mean, everybody's in there every, or it's like everybody that plays the game seems to enjoy it. You just. I mean, you don't get the most news out of it. You get a you get a big pop off when an update comes out at this point. Yeah. It's like when an update's revealed, you get a big pop off. Other than that, it does like, its thing. It it kind of does its thing there. It's like, yeah, there may be a vocal minority of it, but most games have that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's I don't know, it's it's all the it's all the like bad news that gets grows the the largest. I mean, another one that I want to point out before we move on is, like, New World. Have we heard anything about New World lately? <laughs> Fuck no. So here's the thing. Yeah. New New World has uh, still has a yeah. community and everything. I know. And they just had a big recent update, which was uh, Heart of Madness, I think is what it was yeah, called. They, they, got a, they got a bump in players with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think they were doing more server merges. New content came out. Like, but so a lot of quality of life changes to it. It doesn't have the largest community. I think it sits somewhere around 30,000 players or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it's got its people that, that enjoy it and sit there and just play it. I mean, it's doing something right for an MMO. And, I mean, it's just chilling, doing its thing. And we're not hearing anything bad about it other than a few players who say stuff like that. But, overall, game's doing its thing. Yeah. It's like the game came out, got real popular. People played it for couple months and then people and then realized it's a grind fest it's like people played it for a couple months and then they were like okay well that was fun and then they went and moved on to it and then it's still got its people that are gonna play it like every game has yep before we move on from gotham knights uh i because i was planning on picking this up day one you know i know with the previous gen versions canceled what would be like you guys's projected ways to play is it going to be xbox probably i just want to know what to get the game for uh, on late at night with a mask at a Walmart. Okay. It uh, depends on availability. I mean, my preference would be PlayStation, but chances of me getting a PlayStation are that's gonna low. Be, that's going to be tough. So it, it's going to be one of those, like, if they're not available or anything, by the time it comes out, I'll probably get a Series S. Okay. Okay. I just want to know what to get it for. I like to play with you guys on it because I plan to pick that game up. It looks fun. Dude, don't, 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 don't do this. I am playing this game for everyone watching it. Fuck off. I just want to point out, 
I'm, I'm going to pull this one back a few years. Uh, this is back when I lived with you. And uh, Monster Hunter World was coming out. And everybody in our, our friend group was like, yeah, we're going to get this. Let's all get it on Xbox. Here I am. I buy it on Xbox. Nobody fucking bought the game. I was playing it. You, yeah, you played the game. I played it with you a little bit. Yeah. But everybody else was supposed to buy the game and play it. Nobody else bought the game and played it. For anyone who just missed that, though, Alex said that John and me both immediately looked at each other. Yeah. Look, it's going to happen. I, I want to play Gotham Knights. I'm telling you up front. I'll play with you. Then. I'll play Fuck with you. Fuck off. I'll, what about me? <laughs> you haven't played any of the games you said you were going to play this I'm going to play this game. <laughs> Piss off. Right. Had, I, I, had, I, I have had three games that I said I was going to play this year when they came out. I have played all of them. I've played Actually, most of I don't, mine. I don't, remember the, I don't remember when Tales of Arise came mine. out this year. You played it when, when pretty it came much out, when it came though, out. But yeah. It's like Tales of Arise, uh, Triangle Strategy, and Lost Ark were my three big games that I said so far this year. I would play them when they came out. I, I did too. played the shit out of Tales of Arise, still playing Lost Ark all the time. That's true. Triangle Strategy, I played some. I, I all the games. Hell, that, I wasn't even the hype one about Triangle Strategy. I'm the only one who's completed a playthrough. That's true. He dumped a lot <laughs> yeah, of hours into it. Yeah, yeah. You really, you really pulled an Uno reverse on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a me and John thing, and then Zach's just like, ooh. <laughs> He's like, oh wait, we're we're playing this game. Okay, let me show you guys. Listen, ev- every game that I said within the last like six or seven months that I said I was going to play day one, I I pretty much have Guardians of the Galaxy. Pokemon Legends, Horizon, Triangle Strategy, Kirby. I may have only played it that one day, but I still played it day one and Switch Sports. So fuck off. I've played everything I said I was going to. Hey. Just haven't beat anything except for Legends hey, Arceus and Guardians. Go, when we go to play Gotham Knights, though, we're going to want to play the game. Look, I want to play the game. The I'm getting a I day need to go one. Back through our podcast, John, because there was something you and me were debating on whether he was going to play on day one for like 50 bucks. Well, I said 50 bucks. You said nothing. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot we've called him on. Yeah, I got to go back to the podcast. Look, I can tell you guys up front for this year, the games that are locked in for day one plays is going to be um, the two the two next month Battle League, Mario Strikers. And Fire Emblem. Glad you said Mario. Yeah, I know. I know. Fucking Battle League. (laughs) Uh, Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Those are locked in for day one. Splatoon Three is locked in for day one. I promise it's locked in for day one. Splatoon Two. I promise it's locked in for day one. And And Gotham Knights, and then Pokemon. Now that at this point, I'm only calling two for me. Okay. Uh, and I'm not I'm not putting Gotham Knights in there because I feel like that's spoken for already in this conversation. <laughs> uh, and for me, uh, that would be like the Harry Potter game that's coming out mm-hmm. and for Spoken. What about Survive? Those are both day ones. I said games coming out this year. <laughs> oh my God! Stop! Stop! It's coming out. <laughs> in July 29th, I think. Man, Same day as Xenoblade. That, that <laughs> I did. I did. God, I hate you. All right, let's move on. Last topic of the day, and a big one. Starfield and Redfall, both delayed to 2023. What's Redfall? See, that's the game we were... I think we just talked about that last week, didn't we? Because I couldn't remember the name of it. I don't remember which show we we talked about that on, but uh, Redfall... Oh, oh, that's the weird one, isn't it? That's the weird Fortnite-esque looking one with the vampires. It's made by Arcane. Yes. Yep. The show? No. Deathloop. (laughs) 
Oh, that one was just for me. Oh no, I get it. I just moved no, through no, it. Yeah. It was a joke for me. <laughs> oh, okay. I know it was. <laughs> yeah, both delayed to 2023. No actual release window. Uh, just 2023 period. You know what they need to stop saying? That release dates are set in stone. I know. All they're going to do is make people mad when they say Well, that. you know, I will say for Redfall, I, they never really they hard. Never gave well, it yeah. yeah, that, that one's the, not yeah, the it's one Starfield. I'm, I'm Starfield's the one where you... you Todd they, Howard, man, was just like, oh, yeah, that release date's written in ink. It's not written in pencil. Like, well, we're good about that. We feel good about it. Like, Jason Trier, you know, uh, talked about this. And when he gave the timeline for it, and I and after I've you know the delay news came out, it just kind of blew my mind because he said that he talked he talked to some folks in the Starfield team last spring before E yeah. three of last year, and they said based on the progress then that they had, they were worried about an eleven eleven date of of this year. Uh, they were they even called it the the next cyberpunk with how it was going if 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 they were going to have to hit that eleven eleven date. I'm devastated about this one. This is like probably my most hyped game for the year. And I want you boys to know, as soon as I saw this news, you know, I was driving to work, whatever. I got in like the nice open road, just me out there early in the morning. And I saw this news, the loud no that came out of me. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to blow up my mic right now. So I'm going to turn down my mic because I know you guys' mics will pick it up. As soon as I saw this, it was just, no! I mean, dude, it was so furiously loud. It broke my heart. This is the one game that I was really looking forward to for this year. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if this needs to happen for the game to be as its top potential, that's fine. Because, like, let's be real, guys. If this game is not a absolute success, a smashing success, it failed. Like, if, if the game just comes out and it's just, yeah, it's a pretty good game, it failed up front. Why? Be- because it's a brand new IP with all... All of this hype behind it, behind Bethesda. Like, if, if this game just comes out as just okay, it's 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 probably going to be a failure. Like, it, this has to be an absolute smashing hit let for them. Tr- let me translate that for you. The reason he's saying it would be an absolute failure is because Bethesda is pushing all of their main IPs that would sell, and they put them on the back burner for this. So if this is just kind of a mech game, it's kind of like, well, you kind of wasted like five years longer than well yeah well five years of like your main development team main advertising push going for this when you could have given us the next elder scrolls you could have been working on the next fallout or something like that especially when like todd howard's talked about it in detail where it's like you know this exact game they've had like in their vision for like you know 10 plus years whatever this is the first game that they're making on their brand new built in-house incredible engine you know, like, this is the first one. Like, dude, there's just so much build behind it that Bethesda and Microsoft themselves have built on it. Where it's like, even if it is just like a, yeah, the game is pretty solid. Like, it, it's going to be kind of a failure in a sense. Maybe not to Microsoft and Bethesda. I feel like they might view it that way. I feel like they I feel like they have the same sort of mindset. Like, they, at this point, expect it to be a ma- like an absolute success of a franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, a game where people can dump hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into and we get multiple sequels and whatever and really start a new IP. Like, I, so that's how I personally view Starfield is, like, like, the expectations are just way too high because of everything else built around it. So like if it's gotta get delayed to further try to hit that bar, like even if, like even if they delay it a year, delay it a year. Like if it comes out eleven eleven 
of next year, you know, 23, do that. You know, like, you know, because this game, I, I feel like for Bethesda needs to absolutely hit. Because if it doesn't, it's just going to fail. That's my opinion, though. Out of curiosity, Zach, you excited for Starfield at all? Nope. Okay. Was just wondering if I was the only one. Because uh, I I struggle to see why you're so excited about it. Just the possibilities we, we of have it. No, we have, like, nothing on this game. It's just like the the mindset of it basically being like an Elder Scrolls in space because that's essentially how they've they've marketed this game. It's like they've basically just told us that that like this is their space game that they've wanted to make for years, and that the, it's like it's they they keep saying the same thing they say every time they release a game. This is our most ambitious game, or this yep. is the game we've wanted to make uh, like since we've we've been a company. And that it's like I understand that, but you haven't. You haven't shown me anything to make me excited yet. So if you if you're just excited about the possibility of it being like the next like game like Elder Scrolls or Fallout or that that you can get into, that makes more sense because I personally, like I said, I've struggled to see why people are so excited for it. I mean, it's understandable because I mean that would mean if it is the success that everyone's hoping it to be, that mean Bethesda has Three series in three of the major settings of high fantasy, apocalypse, and then space. True. Yeah. And if I mean, it, if they pull it off and it is something like that, great. But I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, I, you gotta, you gotta show me something before I can get excited about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sort of at the point where I've always been with Bethesda games. I've always been, it's a Bethesda game. Cool, they make good stuff. I'll either enjoy it or not because there's hard fans for Elder Scrolls series. I played Oblivion. I fucked off on every other single game out there. Skyrim, Morrowind, everything else. Fallout, played the shit out of Fallout 3. Played a little bit of 4. Las Vegas, uh, everything else that came out of 4, I fucked off. But that's just one of those games where, hey, they're coming out of the game. I will check it out. I have at least some expectations from it just because... Every game I've played and seen has been solid. Mm-hmm. Am I as hype as Alex? No. Am I as hype as everyone else who's looking for Starfield? No. So when it comes out and comes out, it's not going to hit me hard. If it becomes just a meh game, will there be a dumpster fire? By all means, there's going to be a dumpster oh, fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a big one. I'm kind of with you in that mindset because, like you said, you like uh Oblivion you played, like, a couple of the Fallout games you played. For me, I'm kind of the same way where it's kind of like one game of the generation that they make, whether it be their Elder Scrolls game, their Fallout game, or games that they release for it. Yeah. It's usually just one of them that I kind of latch on to, and that's where all my time goes. Pretty and much. Then I, and then I struggle to get in. Like, everybody loves all the Fallout games. Right. I've struggled to get into them. And Elder Scrolls games, I've played it's like i played a decent amount of oblivion played a shitload of skyrim but that's the one that like when it was coming out i, I latched on to right right like everyone else did uh generally speaking but like the fallout games i tr- i try to get into them like fallout 4 couldn't really get into fallout 3 didn't understand what i was really doing like i think i i felt like i kind of missed that one because Probably heard, heard everybody talking about it, went back and tried to play it after the fact. And I was like, I mean, I can kind of see where people were coming from, but four was a hard change on mechanics. 
and it was yeah, it was one of those where I'm like, I I may have I may have missed my window where I was excited about this. So maybe it's just like one Bethesda gets one big hitter for me for like their their cycle of generation of games. So if if maybe Starfield when it comes out, it'll kind of break that for me. Mm-hmm. So I mean, who knows? Maybe. But it also helps it'll just be on Game Pass for you. Yeah. yeah. But as of now, as of now, I'm kind of like I I need to see more. Right. Before and, I can actually get excited. And you know, at this point, I mean, I still feel like it's very fair to go ahead and lock it in, and we're going to see something at at E3. You know what I mean? For Starfield's 90 minute show. Like they're even like their their big poster was all star themed, you know. Like even though it is delayed, I'd still lock it in that you're going to get to see something Starfield at that show. I don't think that's going to change. I will also say I do think it's a good thing that they went ahead and made this announcement ahead of E3. You know what I mean? And not like do the you know E3 show or not E3. Well, you got there their presentation, whatever, and then like at the end of the Starfield presentation, put on the new date. You know, yeah. I that that because that would have immediately just crushed the ninety minutes that you just watched. You know what I mean? So just go ahead and rip the bandaid off now, and then let's go into the ninety minute show and have a good time. Yeah. I, I feel like if the show will start, it'll it'll probably be Todd Howard just addressing it straight yeah. up going. Now, I know we told you before, and you probably saw the announcement. So yeah. let's just get that out of the way now. Yeah. <laughs> just to the point. Get it done. That does and that does open a big fucking question, though. What the hell is Microsoft releasing this year? Because, like, the only game that we really know of that's lined up is Forza Sport, what, 5 or whatever it is. Yes. Um, like, what the hell are they coming out with? Because, like, Starfield was obviously, that was their that was their heavy hitter for for this holiday season. This is what that 90-minute show is going to be for. Yeah, like, like what could potentially come out this year at this point? Cuphead, DLC Island. Fuck off. Hey, Cuphead's a great game. Well, it's like we were talking about last week of what we, yeah, what predict- we were thinking, like, our, our predictions for their, their like, like I said, what their big in premiere would be. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, and I like I know we threw out Fable a couple times on that. I mean, what if what if that comes out and it's like Fable, twenty twenty two? God, that'd be awesome. I mean, that would be a great drop and would be great because I fucking hated Microsoft and Fable since they killed Legends. Right. I I I I don't know when Fable's going to come out. Most because it's been so radio silent. Well, you know what I mean? That's 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 why I'm, we're anticipating yeah, something. That, that's why I was uh, like last week. I was saying of of what we know about. That's why I was thinking it would be like as opposed to Starfield or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. that's good. That would be their close of show, which probably could still be their close of show now, where they kind of go through all their other stuff, close it out, and then hit them with the big bang release date. Right. I don't think it's going to happen, but that, that, <laughs> that'd be it, cool. It, it becomes more of a possibility with the push. And yeah. I, and with, with that show, it's still the question now that we know for sure it's been delayed, is Starfield just going to end the show? Like, you know what I mean? Or are we going to end it with something else? No. Open At this point, open with Starfield. Right. That's, that's what I think would probably be the best. So go ahead and just get that out of the way. Show us some gameplay finally, and then move on with the rest of the show. Like, if Starfield is still coming out this year, then yes, in the show with it. In the show yes. with, like, that 15, 20 minutes of just pure gameplay. Like, that's cool. But now that it's delayed, yeah, don't end the show with that. Like, because you, you need something, like, com- coming out of the gates. Because I still think, like, Gear 6 is going to be possible, but that's not a heavy hitter anymore. De- during the Gears trilogy... That would have been a heavy hitter, you know yeah. what I mean? Like during that era, that would have been like, oh shit, let's go. But like Gears Four and Gears Five, um, and, and you know, now this upcoming like Gear Six, and even when they had the spinoff of Judgment, they're just not heavy hitters anymore. So I mean, I still think it's going to come out, but I don't think it's going to like you know, 
I don't think it's going to like move Game Pass subscriptions. That's what it all comes down to is like, you know, Game Pass subscriptions, like, you know, keep pushing. Like, what 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 are they going to have come out this year to, you know, motivate, motivate people to like pick up a Series S and sign up for Game Pass? You know what I mean? Like, that's what it's going to come down to. So, I mean, right now, like, you know, Sony's slate is pretty much like very we don't know anything about it still we haven't known anything about it besides forespoken they got delayed we're still assuming god of war comes out this year but now microsoft slate it's just like we have no idea <laughs> zero clue so. yeah i mean as it stands right now with what we know is coming out this year it's still dated it's no microsoft first parties yeah which that has been a hot topping point talking point here for a while for a lot of the community is that microsoft just hasn't been putting out any first party games that I mean, which that is that's a very fair talking point to have like you know you're not putting out first party games it feels like we're kind of getting back to like what xbox one kind of was there for a little bit i was about to say at this point it almost seems like microsoft's more or less just pushing the game pass to get games to everyone and they're trying to take a valve stance no oh, no <laughs> don't don't do a valve stance i mean it works i mean, I mean it, it works uh, for valve yeah it works for them but i mean at the end of the day Am I worried about if Microsoft is working on first-party games? No. What True. am I worried about? I'm worried about what's coming to Game Pass next, realistically. Right. Yeah. Like, w- whenever I load up the Xbox app on my computer and I see new new to Game Pass, it's like immediately I start scrolling through there because I'm yep. like, what, what has come now? Because since I don't have a Series S or, like, I don't have, a, like, any sort of Xbox plugged in or hooked mm-hmm. up in any way... That's how I consume all my, all the Microsoft games from Game Pass. Right, right. So it's like whenever it updates through there, yeah, then I'm scrolling through, I'm downloading games, and I'm going to play them. So it, it's one of those things where, I mean, whether whether it's one of them where they're like, let's get all everything on Game Pass and not prioritize first-party releases like as much, let's just give one or two or something out a year, if that. As long as we have stuff coming to our our store, we're good. Well, boys, you want to wrap it up? I feel like we had a good episode. I feel like we're ready to wrap it up. Sure. Okay. Let's go. Hit the music. Let's get out of here. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching this on YouTube and want to help us out, build, you can hit that subscribe button. And you can also hit the bell if you ever want to know anything that's uploaded. Thank you very much. And once again, if you made it to the end of the episode, thank you very much. And hopefully next week you'll come back and see whatever we got for you at that point. Which also next week, Lost Ark uh, content drops, so expect some talk. <laughs> expect john's weekly lost arc time that didn't get as much spotlight here today uh do everything that they said more make sure to go to the website sparky3.com sign up for free or sign up five bucks a month get early access to podcast episodes such as this one right here uh join the discord go to the merch store sparky3shop.com use promo code a n n i v for 25 percent off on everything in the store celebrate two years of sparky3 two years of game Setic, and two years of animan plus we've been on and shout out to us two years I'd say like it's two years, yeah, but I feel like only like the last year was like a lot of the hard work. You know what I mean? I mean, but there'd for- be a lot of dead podcasts if you didn't have the. Hey Zach, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying two years. It's been like six months, man. Ah, yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> two years for me. Hey, man, that's, that's the important part right there. <laughs> two years for me and technically two years for Josh, even though he's been on hiatus for a while. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's right Right oh yeah, yeah, switch, switch. Yeah, there, there's Josh. Right hey, yeah, Josh made it. Yeah, <laughs> happy two years. Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, have a good one. Bye. See you.